It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, November 21st, your daily dose of Flyers news analysis and high quality content that is really, really tired of the Cole Caulfield narrative here, but it just kind of happens, right? That was half of my game story yesterday, so what are you going to do? All right, let's get the show going. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Locked On Flyers. That's where you'll keep up to date on our episodes and Flyers news. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail. We are going to have a mailbag this week, so get those questions in. On today's show, we are going to talk about that heartbreaking shootout loss to the Montreal Canadiens. We're going to look ahead to tonight's matchup against the Calgary Flames, and it's Monday, so we will have our nemesis of the week. Lockdown Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening. So subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Plus, we're over on YouTube if you want to see our expressions as we lament the Flyers game to Montreal. You can see it over there. Russ, man, I'm very upset about that loss for a couple of reasons. Number one, Scott Lawton got hurt. Yeah. And, uh, of course, that's always uh, upsetting. And um, according to Charlie O'Connor... You know, he was walking around the locker room, but he did hit his head pretty hard. Yeah, you can and, never tell. And with concussions, you have to be cautious. So as of recording, we don't have any updated information, but, you know, we could be getting news later in the day on Sunday or, or Monday morning. So we'll keep an eye out on that and hope he's doing okay. Plus, did not have Travis Konechny either, and he had gotten sent back to Philly for evaluation, didn't even make the trip to Montreal. You know, at, at a certain point, you have to say, yes, the injuries are a factor. Well, here's here's what I'm going to say, though. I mean, every team goes through it. There's a lot of teams with a lot of injured players. Injuries are up this year. There's no question about it. But mm-hmm. Scott Lawton was not having a good game before that happened. So I can't tell you that he was going to have a better game. Remember the cross-checking penalty? Oh, uh, yeah. That, you know, so I'm just saying, I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. I'm just saying this analytically, like, hey, I don't know if that really hurt him as much as, you know, you'd like to think it did because in that game, it wasn't great. Now, would it hurt him in three or four games? Yeah, every game. No question. I think so as well. And, you know, Kiefer Bellows – back in the lineup again and he took a really bad penalty as well that he's going to want to get back because yeah i think that you know if if you're getting limited ice time and you take a penalty like that that's going to be a problem especially with what john tortorella has been saying yeah i mean when torts talks post game about guys going up and down still with that threat it's like okay but again, this guy plays on the edge and he has a good shot. He had a couple, he had one really good scoring chance. 
if you're again gonna not play him next game, give him a chance in three games, you might as well just get rid of him now. Like it's just there's no point. It will never work out that way. It'll almost never work out that way for any young player. Like it's just not. It's really fascinating, I think, to see what they're trying to do here and how they're putting guys in and taking guys out. And I think they really need to change that strategy. But one young guy who is being very successful out there so far is Owen Tippett. And Mm -hmm. I could not be more thrilled for his progress this season. And, you know, in that game against Montreal, multi-goal game, season high, six shots. Uh, What a move on that face-off goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's a big time play. Big time play. Uh, Really caught Jake Allen napping, too. I mean, that's that's a big time play. Uh, Yeah, he's been making incremental progress. This is his best game as a pro. We got to see. We got to see if he can keep doing this. If he can keep doing this, then they, you know, that's really going to help the overall look of things because they do need secondary scoring badly. Uh, I will say on the negative side, Montreal had 26 turnovers, 26 giveaways. Can you imagine 26? I updated that four times in my story yesterday. <laughs> even in even in the, in the overtime period, they had turnovers. They play it fast and loose. That's my point. Yeah, and you have to be able to take advantage of that, right? Yes, and that's and something he did. we've harped on with a team like the Flyers. You have to, you know, really take advantage of that. And I think that, you know, in some ways they did and got some really good shots on that as a result of the turnovers. But then in some ways they didn't because ultimately they didn't win the game. Now, you know, there's many reasons for that. But I think, you know, special teams have been a struggle as of late and that, you know, the Flyers were 0 for 4 on the power play. It was awful. Like it was awful. It was brutal. They had a four minute power play. They couldn't do anything with it. They let off periods with the power play. They couldn't get any momentum. And I think... Jake Evans single-handedly destroyed their power play when he was out there. He had two shorthanded chances on his own. Yeah, I think that's going to be a huge part of what they need to work on moving forward is that I understand with changing personnel due to injuries, you know, you have to adjust. But this is something they now have to practice with different guys out there in different positions and different scenarios and learn how to rotate a little better around and figure out a way to get set up in the zone faster. I think that's been a huge part of the problem as well, is that it just takes them, you know, sometimes 30 seconds into the power play just to get their first chance. Yeah, and they had Tippett on the wrong side. When you have Tippett Mm -hmm. on that side, he cannot do the one-timer. His one-timer is his shot. His wrist shot's good, don't get me wrong, but his one-timer is his shot. You're basically taking that away from him by putting him on that side. I just shook my head when they did that. I didn't understand. Yeah. Uh, One guy I want to make sure we talk about in this one is Kevin Hayes, because it's been a really interesting look with him and Tortorella. And Tortorella has seemed to indicate that Kevin Hayes is in the doghouse on more Mm -hmm. than one occasion. And yet Kevin Hayes has been scoring consistently. And, you know, he has a five game point streak. He's playing well in some ways but not in other ways i mean he's slow and his defensive play leaves a little bit to be desired but at the same time it's like he's been asked to do things he wouldn't normally do and step up in ways that maybe he shouldn't or isn't ideally suited to him again because of the injuries and so 
I wonder like if Kevin Hayes is just in this position where he's like, I'm just going to play my game and what I do and what I know so that I can produce in the way that I can and whatever Torts is saying, be damned. I think there's a little of that because he's the highest paid player on the team. So Torts has really turned up the heat on him. And look, we have to all be realistic. I don't think he's the same Kevin Hayes that came in first year on that contract looking like a world beater. He is scoring. No question about it. And the in-game adjustment to put him on the wing was a necessary one because he was two for 10 on faceoffs. He was 20%. He was getting shellacked. So, but he scored a goal on it. So it's a good in-game adjustment. But he is he is a little slow in the defensive zone. And that's yeah. as a center, that's a tough thing. So if you're gonna move him to wing, that's fine. But now he's an eight million dollar winger. Like that's you're starting to get into a lotting guys with salaries and positions, and that's not Torts' fault. He's going to put him wherever no. he feels he's best suited, and Noah Cates is their best center right now. Until somebody else shows up, he's been the best on faceoffs. He's best defensively, and honestly, even Torts had to admit, I haven't had to do anything with him because he's great away from the puck, like he has all the right instincts. But that's bad for Kevin Hayes that Noah Cates is their best center. Yeah, because it seemed like from the beginning of the game that Hayes had been demoted to third line, yes. right, because of all this. And then he gets rotated out to wing. And so that's where I see the conflict, right, with Kevin yes. Hayes just saying, I'm going to do what I'm going to do now if this is how I'm going to get treated. Yeah. Yeah. And he look, he's safe. He's he's trade proof. He's everything proof. Now, that won't keep necessarily keep him out of the doghouse, but Torts has to play him. Like, so I don't. I don't think they're going to, you know, hate each other, but I think they're going to have this understanding at some point. It's going to meet somewhere in the middle, but I think Torts is going to have to do that with a lot of these players. Uh, and also, like I said, his overall strategy, I don't think his overall strategy is a hundred percent suited for today's game. And I do think he's going to have to make some adjustments. Uh, we could go look at Lindy Ruff. They brought in Andrew Burnett and clearly the, the devils have made big adjustments Different, a little different than Lindy. And guess what? They're having the results that maybe we all thought they should have had years ago and then kind of gave up on them doing. Same thing could happen here. They don't have the, quite the same personnel right this moment. Right. But you can get things rolling better. Look, playing hard in games is really good. I have nothing. I'm not against that. That's. Yeah. Their forechecking was clearly top of yeah, mind that's, in this one. And they were doing it well. And they were doing it well. That's good. It's just. There are some things that are still there, like not holding leads, uh, you know, and not holding leads, meaning you get a go ahead goal and then you give it back up quickly, you know, or you get them back in the game quickly. They had a two nothing lead in this game. Right. I mean, it's just like, you know, the one thing I think John Tortorella is going to learn, and I don't think this team's really going to be able to do it for like two more years. And that is lock down a two goal lead or even a three goal lead it takes a major defense core and a couple of really good defensive forwards too and they just don't have the personnel for that yeah i think so too all right we are going to talk about what the flyers can do to adjust against the calgary flames coming up next but today's episode is brought to you by simply safe did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% of 
off their award-winning security system so that more families like yours can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Their advanced technology is what I love the most. I can control the system from my phone with the app. I can watch an HD live stream from the security cameras or monitor the high-tech sensors in every room in my home. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use their Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify if a threat is real. So then you you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/lockedonnhl today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com/lockedonnhl. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with all your favorite local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available wherever you get your podcasts. Russ, moving on to tonight's matchup against the Calgary Flames. I think it's an interesting opportunity for the Flyers here because... The Flames are, while a better team than the Flyers, are a little bit of an inconsistent team. And I think there's room there. And and they have lost to some not-so-great teams earlier mm-hmm. in, in this season. Now, they are starting to level out a little bit, but uh, they went to a shootout on Saturday night versus Florida because, of course, it did. That was the big emotional reunion of the trade yep. players there. Uh, Jonathan Huberto uh, scored in the shootout as part of that victory <laughs> for the Flames. But um, I think it was just like that game just turned out exactly the way it should have. It was really good. Yeah. But uh, I think that, you know, they, they have struggled a little bit this season. Um, you know, before that game against Florida, they had lost to Tampa. They won versus the King and Jets, but then lost to the Bruins. And I think, like, the biggest problem for the Flames uh, has been their lack of as much depth scoring yeah. as they have gotten in the past. Yeah, like Andrew Mangiapane had, like, a career mm-hmm. year last year. He's got three goals this year. Um, right. Guys are def- – some guys are down. But, again, that's the Johnny Goudreau factor, too. We talked about it. He, he's an extraordinary playmaker. You lose a guy like that, you're going to lose something. But um, they they did bring in uh, Stefan Ruzicka, and, you know, he's 6'4", 215. He's got eight points in seven games. I watched him recently. He looks really good out there. That's the Sutter kind of player – And that's a guy that I think the Flyers are going to have to worry about because he will get in tight. He has good hands. And so, and he can score like, he's not just like a a big guy. So that's something where I think they're starting to feel a good effect with that. Um, The Elias Lindholm, uh, Nazem Kadri down the middle factor uh, with Backlund as well. They're really good face-off wise. I mean, Kadri's a little under 50, and the other two are over 50. So those are three centers they could use at any time for face-offs, and the Flyers are having trouble with face-offs, like Morgan Frost was 10% last game. 
I, I think though with them, you also have to consider that they're a little weaker on the defensive side overall. And you know, so far this season, yeah. both of them are on the minus side. And so you can take advantage of sure. that, but they, they are, you know, offensive powerhouses on the team. No question. I just want to make sure we know there are things that the flyers can explore. Oh no, they can, but they're going to have to man up face off wise, because again, had they won the face off against Montreal, they, they'd have won the game. Like Cole Caulfield doesn't get the mm-hmm. puck. He doesn't get a chance to win the game. So they were losing key offensive zone or defensive zone for them. Face offs. They have to win those. So they've got to figure out, and if Noah Cates is the guy that has to take him right now, then that's he's the guy that has to take him. Problem is, he's going to be going up against massive NHL veterans here for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nazem Kadri factor is a factor because the Flyers have been taking a lot of penalties, and he is going to try to goad them into as many as possible. So he's going to go after McEwen. He's going to go after Delorier. He's going to go after everybody. That's something where I think the Flyers, based on their special teams failing, They've got to stay away from that game. And and that's if I were John Tortorella, I'd be like, look, there'll be a fight in this game. Fine. And there will be because the, the Flames will do it, too. But beyond that, we can't be doing any of that after the, the whistle business. Again, D'Angelo did it again last game, but didn't get called. It's going to cost them games. They have other guys that will do that stuff. Don't do it. Don't do it against this team because this team is sort of just looking to get on track now. and. They have good personnel. They do. Yeah, and that's what I think the biggest challenge is right now is, you know, we talked about the penalty kill in the yeah. first segment in, about the game against Montreal. And I, I think, you know, one of their weakest moments of the game, obviously, was at the very end when there was six on five and they were just in full on scramble mode. And the Flyers have had this problem recently when the personnel changes because lines get switched up and with the injuries, they have a a problem communicating, Yeah, I think. And they just don't understand like how to properly defend in those situations. And against Calgary, they're going to have to be on top of that. And I, I, that's the thing that I worry about with the team. Now, again, you know, we could be getting Konechny back. We could be getting Lawton back. Um, so maybe less of a worry, but, uh, you know, you can't depend on that for sure. Um, I certainly hope there's a call up from Lehigh Valley if both of them. Well, are I think there out. will be if, if, if both those guys are out. I think there will be. If one of them's out, I'm not sure. Right. They might go seven defensemen in this game. They might do that. Uh, and do the sealer forward. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just think they might do that instead of the call up. But if both are out, I don't see how they get past that. I think then I think then they have to do it. So if I'm the, if I'm the Flyers, I have to stay out of the penalty box. I've got to win faceoffs. I've got to put better guys in the face. I'm, look, I get it. You're shuffling deck chairs a little bit, but but Kate's could take more faceoffs. Let him take more faceoffs if he's the guy who's going to win them. Uh, Travis Sanheim had his best game of the year. Uh, he got his first goal of the year. We started seeing him move his legs a lot more, maybe give him a little more freedom offensively so that he can do that and feels emboldened to mm-hmm. pinch in because, I mean, he he got a goal and he set up another goal quickly in that game. Like that was the Travis Sanheim that, that I think is in there and can be a 40, 45-point guy, but we don't see it regularly. And I think that's the uh, 
the, the problem. By the way, it's Adam Rzitska. Stefan used to play for the Flyers. That's maybe <laughs> why I thought of him. But but um, but that's that's another thing. The Flyers did a, you know a lot of things right in the Canadians game, but these guys are not going to play fast and loose like the Canadians. They're going to play a very structured uh, defense first system, and they're going to be very tough. They're going to be as tough as the Flyers, and then they're going to have guys around the net. And, you know, I here, here's an, another thing. I want Flyers fans to understand Carter Hart's save percentage this year is going to stink by the end of the year, and it's not yeah. going to be his fault. I mean, Cole Caulfield could have had a hat trick. Easy. That arm save was one of the best saves he made that game. And Caulfield took another really good shot uh, in a screen up the gut late in that game that he stopped. So Cole Caulfield was hard to stop that game, but they're not, the Flyers aren't doing him a lot of favors as far as clearing out the crease. Even the Canadians had at one point, they had double the amount of blocked shots. So if you notice the Flyers blocking shots hasn't been as much lately. It's gone now. That is definitely true. They've uh, had a couple of teams outpace them in block shots recently. Um, you, you know, just thinking about Carter Hart and goaltending in general, I think the thing with the Flames on the other side is that Markstrom has definitely come down to earth Yes, in, in this season. And so I think that, you know, they're, as long as the Flyers can get some shots on target, I think that they'll have a greater likelihood of going in than maybe they would have. Yeah, Markstrom has some rebound control for sure issues. And and so I think mm-hmm. um, there are going to be opportunities there, definitely. Um, but they're going to protect the crease. They've got guys like Noah Hannafin. Yeah. They've got guys who could really hammer you um, when you're in that area. So that's something to know, too. All right. Well, we'll see how this one goes tonight. Uh, It'll be an exciting one, I think, if anything. But uh, it is Monday and we love to have our nemesis of the week. And that is coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer, esports, and of course the NHL, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like ours, you can find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. So if you are newer to Locked on Flyers, each and every Monday, we get our heads together and look at the week that is upcoming and say, what is the thing that is bothering us the most in Flyers land or in the world of hockey? Uh, sometimes other things too, if uh, if that's what's really getting our goat this week. But uh, last week, we talked a lot about special teams getting better and that's really what our nemesis was, is that the Flyers kind of weakening special teams. And that seemed to have continued over the last week or so. Uh, we just talked about it, especially in what the Flyers need to do to win against Calgary tonight. And so still worried about that, but we just got to put that to the back seat and come up with our new nemesis this week. And 
to me, it's obviously ending this losing streak. They have six straight losses. And at a certain point, I mean, obviously, we have a lot of experience with this from last year when they had several losing streaks that we had to contend with. And, you know, when it gets to a certain point, it does feel like this dark cloud hanging over you. And no matter how good you played in the game, it doesn't matter at a certain point when you're up Mm -hmm. to like six, seven games in a losing streak and they have a lot to overcome in order to do it. But uh, I think it'll feel a lot better once they do. Yeah. uh, Here, my nemesis is, uh, and this goes for all flyer land. Stop talking about the injuries. Uh, When you have games that you're winning, win those games. I know they're rebuilding. I understand that people on Twitter who want to remind me that they're rebuilding. I know they're rebuilding. They're not admitting it, but we know they are. But it doesn't mean they're tanking. So at the end of the day, if there's games that they can win, they need to win. And prolonged losing streaks doesn't help anybody develop. So these are the kinds of things you have to fight your way out of. And there's still a fair amount of veterans on this team. And the whole team isn't young. There's a lot of guys that could pull more weight. And they have to do it. That's why they're paid. They're professionals. But that's, you know, that's the name of the game here. Step up. This is a coach who's used to playing undermanned and sometimes even makes himself undermanned to win games. Well, he's going to have to pull pull them out of this, too. It's going to be a tough week to do it. But ultimately, you know, you got to play the teams that the schedule says you got to play yep. and, and make it happen. Uh, tonight, we have the Flames. Later this week, we have the Caps, the Pens and the Isles to contend with. And the Isles have been playing pretty decently mm-hmm. lately as well. So it'll be a tough week. But I think that, you know, some of these guys really just need to step up to the challenge and, you know, make their place in this roster. And I think it's very doable. It's just a matter of getting it all together in a single game. Right. It's a matter of everything has to work right for this team to win. We know that. But you have to do it more often than they are doing it or development's going to get stunted on some guys. My other nemesis this week is going to be Thanksgiving holiday travel. Uh, Oh, I'm not traveling. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not traveling. We'll see how that one goes. The other part B of the nemesis thing is too, um, veterans can learn, can change their stripes too, and learn to be better at certain things on the ice too. So that's something, it's not always about, you know, the young players developing. There's players in this league that have changed the way they played many times. And some of the Flyers players are going to have to do that. Yep. That is a good point. Wrapping up with our Flyers fun thing. uh, It was hockey fights, cancer night around the nhl on saturday lots of teams having their special jerseys and ceremonies and honestly the canadians who are the best at ceremony um did a really great intro to the game and had both teams involved in you know bringing kids out yeah that was fantastic including both teams Yeah, it was just really, really nice. And so we have a link to a little video, a part of it, as well as a a picture of Carter Hart walking a a kid out. And yeah, I just love it when, you know, they kind of put the competition aside and and do something like this pregame. Yeah, it just shows that, you know, the hockey community all are very good at this and very good with this and probably don't get enough credit for things like this. So this is a, a really nice display. It was. All right. We will be back again tomorrow. We're going to talk about Flyers versus Flames, and we are going to have a Phantoms check-in. I'm certainly hoping a certain 
call up happens between this recording and tomorrow's show. Uh, but the but Phantoms are doing good now. They're on a roll. They are. And I'm very excited to talk about that and a couple of guys in particular. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send in your mailbag questions. You can tweet us at Lockdown Flyers. You can send us a message on Instagram at the same handle. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail, or you can comment over on YouTube. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and their take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.